0: One decorated military commander falls in love with and marries a woman whose love and devotion to him are only exceeded by the hatred and jealousy held for him by his closest companion. Ultimately, madness and isolation will lead the commander to make the most regrettable mistake, sacrificing his world and killing his happiness. The military man driven mad, Othello. Our play, Othello by William Shakespeare. And you're listening to Lit Society. Let's, Let's get, get lit. lit. Let's get lit. Let's. Hey y'all, hey, this is Carrie. This is Alexis. And you're listening to Lit Society, a show about books and drama. Alexis, how are you doing over there? Well, I'm doing all right. A little <laughs> tired this morning, but yeah. I'm, I'm well. Yeah, only because you've been having the greatest time of your life with friends <laughs> you haven't seen in a while. I can understand that. Well, yeah, I have something to <laughs> I have something to wake you up today. Are you ready? Uh. <laughs> and just a footnote, listeners, because you're going to want to know this for this portion of the show. Uh, this is a video podcast, so you can also see our faces on the YouTubes. Oh. And we're going to start with our theme of the week. Each week, readers, we choose a theme inspired by the book that we're reading. And this week, the theme is a game. Cockholds and strumpets. <laughs> something <laughs> to me. Yeah, get ready. Hope you had your coffee because you're on the spot. So how do you play cuckolds and strumpets? You can play too, listening at home. Here we go. English words used in and born from Shakespearean plays... Um, great, from his greatest tragedies will make you question your fluency in the Queen's English. Now, you may not know, but Alexis <laughs> has been living in Buckingham Palace. She recently returned home with an English <laughs> accent. Oh, no. So now we're going to humble her a little, and remind her you don't even know English like that. That's friends for you. Yes, we always going here to remind you who you is. Don't be trying to be better Ooh. than us in your vocabulary. <laughs> so I have here for you eight words. And if you could guess their meaning, I'll give you the word, guess its meaning. And if you need a clue, I'm willing to give that to you. Get, Are you going to give it to me in a sentence? No. However, <laughs> your clue will be a quote from Shakespeare. Actually, new rules. You'll get a clue with every word. So I'll give you the word. Say context if you need the context. And if you still can't get it, well, then you, you know, you lose that round, but you're still a winner. Out of the eight, (laughs) guess four or more correct. Or maybe, you know, them. maybe you're not guessing. I'm going to give you that. Maybe, you know, these words. That's cool. Maybe I don't. Yeah. Four or more and you win a million dollars, of course, because this podcast is loaded. Okay, are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what I got to do. Word one. Agnize. Agnize. A-G-N-I-S-E. Alexis, what does this word mean? Where's my clue? The words of Othello. My thrice driven bed of down, I do agnize. A national and prompt alacrity. See, I don't know English either. I find in hardness and do undertake these present wars against the Ottomites. Does it mean agony? (laughs) Uh, No. However, I like what you're doing. So (laughs) it is related to an English word we use now, but that word is acknowledge because agnize means to be fully aware or cognizant of agnize. Two. Are you ready for your second word, Alexis? Absolutely. A find. A find. Context. Now, sir, be judge yourself whether I in any just term am a find to love the more. A find. If I am. A find. A <laughs> f f i n e d. Uh, kind of like I'm. If I should love the more, if I um, maybe, um, what am I looking for? If d- a find or find, did you say? Yes, a find. A F F I N E D. A find. Uh, Go ahead, talk it out. Like it should. That's what they seems do. Seems like home. it should mean. Um, Something about whether or not this person should adore the more or want to want to like them. I like the way you're going, to, but or. it is incorrect. <laughs> A find means closely related, usually oh. by marriage. Mm. When was it? Ex- the, yeah, uh, so the context, context is, now, sir, be judge yourself, whether I in any just term am a find to love the more. Oh, mm-hmm. OK. Here we go. You ready? Three. No. <laughs> you, you still got a chance to win it all. Shoot. <laughs> Three. <laughs> in glut. Your word, Alexis, is in glut. Context. Good your grace, pardon me, then neither my place nor aught I heard of business hath raised me from my bed, nor doth the general care. Take hold on me for my particular grief is of so floodgate and or bearing nature that it in and swallows other sorrows and it it still itself. What in the world? You see in glut. This is why I held off. Oh, I can hear your English accent melting <sighs> away. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not even going to take God. that in kind of way because this is old, old language <laughs> yeah, this, and it don't even apply. They still talk like that. Believe me. <laughs> so, uh, OK, so I'm thinking it means. Okay, can you read the, just the last part again? Yes. Um, Take hold on me for my particular grief is of so floodgate and ore-bearing nature that it ingluts and swallows other sorrows and it is still itself. In glut. Think about this In one because I think gluttony. you actually could get this one. <laughs> I think you could get all of them to be clear. <laughs> you got it. I don't actually care what you think. <laughs> and that's the How truth. About that? I love that. Good. <laughs> hey, if you're watching so. at home, you can get this mug, this lovely mug. I've had this for a long time. It's still like brand new from our shop, Lit Society. On the back, it has Black authors Morrison, Hurston, Angelou, and Walker. Mm-hmm. Just a little commercial while we give Alexis more time. <laughs> you know, while you're reading this whole long sentence, I think I have it. Yes, and then you do. It escapes me. Give it to me. So you got it. in glut. And glut. And glut is a negative term? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. That means. And then I don't remember the rest got of what it. you said. I'll give you another hint. You know this. Sh- okay. The, so uh, y'all might not know, but Alexis may become a tour host in Chicago. <laughs> and she's got a thing called a chicken hop. But she don't want you to inglut yourself <laughs> on this chicken hop. That would be bad. I So I would tie it to gluttony of hey, course but. we'll give it to you <laughs> ding 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 in glut <laughs> okay. meaning to overeat or eat immodestly make a pig of oneself in glut yes wow we wow. got it, it nearly how halfway does that even through work? <laughs> okay are you ready for your fourth word no. Alexa you got this this one, you really do have it. Number four is a phrase, not a word. And the phrase is lead by the nose. The quote, the more is of a free and open nature that thinks men honest, but that but seem to be so and will as tenderly be led by the nose as asses are. That's donkeys. Don't come for me. Is that the same as um, your nose being wide open? <laughs> well, no, but. Okay. Also, no. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> being led by the nose. Um, what does it mean to be led by the nose? To be guided by your senses? Ooh, kind <laughs> of. Uh, we'll give you half a point for this one. To be led by the nose means to conceal one's true motives from especially by elaborately feigning good intentions so as to gain an end. So posing, Mm. pretending, faking people out to get your way. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't want credit for that one because I didn't get that. I don't know. You kind of did. I feel like there's another definition. A few of these words. Um. You you will know them and you may know them a little differently than they're used in the play. Um, mm. So, yeah, led by the nose also means to completely control a person. And that's kind of where you were going for, like with your nose wide open. I'm actually going to give you the whole point because mm. <laughs> phrases Let's change. And yeah, I mean, this. That, yeah, that means that can also mean to be completely like um, controlled by a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's where you was going yeah 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 fifth word are you ready you got this one no you got this one you ready uh no (laughs) begrime your fifth word is begrime the context her name that was as fresh as Diane's visage is now begrimed and black as mine own face. Begrime. Her name is in the streets, in the mud. It's dirty. So, what does begrime mean? That's what it means. Her name in the streets. It's, it's got negative connotation. He's saying, like, you. But if you see begrime in the dictionary, what words follow? Begrime, defined as. You got it. Hello. Character. Woman. Um, uh, person. Er, er. No, let's do it again. Because you you had it and then you <laughs> made it gender specific and stuff. I liked it. Right, right, right. Uh-uh, no, that's don't why do I tried that. to change it to person. Mm-mm. But grind this in the dictionary. What it say, Alexis? It says, Begrime. a low character person. You've become oh, a low man. character person. She almost person. had a job. Make soiled, filthy or dirty. But <laughs> That's, That's what you're going to do with your car. When you decide mm. to drive for Uber, Begrime. low and dirty. It will be filthy back there. Low and dirty. You will ask your mother to sit in the front seat from now on. Begrime. <laughs> Number six. I think, I think you still, if you get two more, you won. (laughs) I got a million back here waiting on you, sis. Here Uh, we go. uh, Because I need it too. Who don't? Shoot. (laughs) Six. You got this. Strumpet. Strumpet. The quote, again, from Othello. Now will I question Cassio of Bianca, a housewife that by selling her desires, buys herself bread and clothes. It is a creature that dotes on Cassio as tis the strumpet's plague to beguile many and be beguiled by one. He, when he hears of her, cannot refrain from the excess of laughter. Strumpet. So now I think that's talking about him. But at first I thought it was talking about her. Is it? Is it um tag, trumpet? No, you go with your first spine, as they say. And uh if you're watching at home, notice how I have chosen my outfit for today's theme. Down to the jewelry. See, I'll be paying attention. Not like she wearing yellow. What we supposed to think? <laughs> <laughs> read the... the yes, yes, ma'am. ma'am. Okay. Buys herself... Okay, I'll read the whole thing. Now, will I question Cassio of Bianca, a housewife that by selling her desires, buys herself bread and clothes? It is a creature that dotes on Cassio as tis the strumpet's plague to beguile many and be beguiled by one. He, when he hears of her, cannot refrain from the excess of laughter. Is it prostitution? Basically, listen, a strumpet is a woman adulterer. (laughs) oh oh hi moral police stay in your bag leave us alone that's what it mean (laughs) that's what it means strumpet a woman adulterer and guess what we giving it to you seven are you ready two words left Mm -hmm. seven cuckold cuckold that's an adulterer of what persuasion (laughs) it's the woman that's adulterous Y'all know Alexis, even when she tries, is always going to be on the man's side. It's a, I thought it was the woman. Oh, man. The just, trumpet just is the, the woman. What is a cuckold in the dictionary? An adulterer. Of what type? <laughs> the male persuasion? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we ain't going to give it to her. Don't worry. We're going to be fair. A man whose wife commits adultery. A woman adultery, yeah, but you made it like be about the woman, really. It's the, a cuckold <laughs> refers to a man, <laughs> and it has a more even like, um, maybe he sucks that up, maybe that's what he wants, um, also type of you know, okay, connotation. So there's some manipulation in there, yeah, a little bit, yeah, okay. So, eighth, Ooh, our last one, like Hamilton, mm, yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking more uh, like Salvador Dali. Like, anyway. Yeah, that's that's the way we we probably think of it more now. Anyway, before we get icky. Hey, (laughs) you ready? This is our final word. I'm ready for the final one for sure. (laughs) Post haste post haste and if you get like, this one you win it all hurry up and get out you got it post haste <laughs> means as fast as possible with all possible mm-hmm. haste ding 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 Alexis you have won a million dollars to be awarded after the when show get <laughs> <check>. off camera <laughs> all right so you what do you think go? did you come across mm-hmm. a lot of words in the play that you were like what in the world so, yes, of course, that's why I stopped reading this. I can't get into <laughs> it. Oh, I that's had interesting. to then go and get the <laughs> No Fear version mm-hmm. so that I could understand what I was reading. This is in Common English? Yes. Okay, I like how we're not very precious about the original work. Like, you have to take it in the way the author wrote it a billion years ago. No, go and get you a Common Language version if you so choose. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. And I need to I- understand. On that note, let's see who William Shakespeare was. Let's get into a synopsis. But first, let's take a brief break. You ready? Yep. All right. And we're back. Alexis, please give us some content. Who even is William Shakespeare? Never heard of him. Maybe you can edify us. I know. Listen, listen. William Shakespeare is this renowned English poet, playwright, and he was born Tyler in 1564. Tyler of his day, some might say. <laughs> some might say that. And he was born in Stratford-upon-Avon. I had the distinct privilege of going there to visit his home, his For some birthplace. skin so soft? He used to sell skin so soft, didn't he? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He was the first. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Listen, stop it. Okay. Listen, he was 18. <laughs> he married his wife, who was 26. Ooh, it was ooh. a rush marriage because his wife was already pregnant at the time of the ceremony. With Listen, they, Um, I don't know. I don't think that's the oldest child. Oh, sorry. And mm-hmm. together they had three children. Enough about that. His... Success happened in London, and it made him wealthy. So he was like, you know what? I'm going back to Stratford-upon-Avon, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to buy me a big old house. So he had the biggest house in that area. And although he gained his success and professional career in London, he continued to uh go between London and Stratford upon Avon. Okay. Mm-hmm. He died in Stratford upon Avon in April of 1616. It's said to be the same day as his birth. Um oh he died on his birthday? Yeah. Wow. Um Othello, which we're covering today is a tragedy. Othello, which we're covering today is a tragedy. And it was likely written in 1603. And when I tried to look back and kind of consider the how it was presented, it is always it was always presented by a white male. The character Othello was always played by a white male. In blackface. Yep. Mm. Yep. They have them. They put a turban on them and have all this. Stereotypical effects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we have about Shakespeare, William. I did read, too, that he was booed off the stage at Apollo of its day, and that prompted him to write Othello, like that experience. And there's an article in The Guardian, listeners, if you're interested in reading it. It, I, I love The Guardian. It was boring. Um, okay, well, thank you for that. Can you please give us a brief spoiler free synopsis of Othello by William Shakespeare? Hmm. Consumed with hatred for his general, Iago plots revenge against the Moor, Othello, and his new wife, Desdemona. Kari, who do you think would enjoy reading? This play. Yeah, I think uh this is probably one of uh Billy's greatest tragedies and best <laughs> works in in total in all. So I think if you're a big fan of William Shakespeare or just um yeah, if you liked Cyrano when we read it, uh this may be for you, that type of style. I hope that makes sense. And Alexis, why did you choose Othello? So listen, I'd heard about Othello, but never knew the story. I didn't read it in college. I didn't read it in high school. So it's a story that I was always interested in. And when I finally got a chance, I picked it up and decided to read it. That's a good enough reason as any. I don't think I knew a lot about it. I don't think I was interested enough to dig deeper into what it was really about. I was like, oh, it's a race mm-hmm. thing. Hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I so mean, it's I, very interesting, right? I'm like black every day. I don't know if I need to read that, but mm. it wasn't just what I thought, it was different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, without further ado, Alexis, would you like to take a deep dive full of spoilers into Othello by William Shakespeare? Yeah. Take it away. Let's do this. All right. Okay. So, our characters are Othello. He's older and he's a highly respected. Um, general from um, Venice and he's being sent over to Cyprus. There's Desdemona, the daughter of a Venetian senator. And then Iago, he's the villain. Okay. And then Michael Cassio, that's Othello's second in command. And he's highly educated, but inexperienced in battle. And then there's Emilia who is Iago's wife and Desdemona's attendant. And she loves her mistress, but she um, doesn't trust her mistress's husband. Okay. And then there's Rodrigo, Rodrigo, (laughs) a young and rich man. (laughs) He's young. He's got money to spend and he's paying Iago to help him get Desdemona. All so right. No, have you ever seen the version with um No, I've seen okay. no um oh, Yeah, me neither. We've already We've established versions. we don't know about mm-hmm. this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so Act 1. So it begins with Rodrigo approaching Iago. Because he's like, hey, you knew that the Moor was marrying Desdemona. And I feel like you taking advantage of me, you taking my money. Okay. So apparently Rodrigo is paying Iago to help him get Desdemona, but it is not successful. It just seemed like he given him all this money for nothing, right? Iago hates. Othello. And here's why. Apparently, three like noblemen went to Othello and was like, "Hey, you should hire Iago as your second in command." He was like, "No, nah, I already got somebody to do that." So, um, his name Michael Cassio. Well, Michael Cassio isn't he's not experienced in military, but he's like a numbers guy and so he's super educated. She's and really, yellow. Iago is like insulted that he was passed over for the job, but he doesn't say he's better he than Casio. He's like, "I'm ch- if Cassio c- can get it, I should be able to get it. We just as good." Yeah. So even Iago isn't like, "I done this, I done this, I've done." He's just entitled, <laughs> right? Very entitled, and so like, listen. If you don't get me this woman, I'm done with you. But now he's we're like, back no. to Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, Rodrigo. It's a lot of side. I mean, this is how I felt while I was reading it too. Like, who uh-huh. should I care about? Give me one name. <laughs> In that first intro, right? You're it's like a lot going on. I ain't go, like for for real. Until you said it just now, reading it, I still didn't know why Iago didn't like Othello. <laughs> I still didn't know. I yeah. thought it was some mystery thing that happened between them off camera. Exactly. Outside and it did book. happen off camera. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. It was just mentioned <laughs> briefly. OK, thank you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he so he's like, no, no. Yago tells Rodrigo, give me more money. That's what I need to make it happen. I didn't do happen. the job because you didn't give me enough money. I'll be telling my boss that <laughs> all the time. Give me more money yeah. and I'll do that job. That's what he said. Like. How much? Give me- I don't know. Give me some money. We'll see if it works. Hmm, and then in <laughs> fact, they are outside of Desdemona's father's house. So he's like, "In fact, Ooh. do this. <laughs> Why don't you make a big old scene and um, wake her father up and tell him that his white his daughter is out with somebody, a married black man? And stuff. Yeah, a black married. man. In fact, yeah." Hmm. That's not a good look, so do that. <laughs> so he puts on this big scene. He's yelling at the top of his lungs, saying stuff, all kind of stuff. Right. And then nah, her father gonna come out. we going to say what they said. So they threw rocks at the window and the daddy came out like, what in the world? What time is it? And Rodrigo is like, oh, I hate you so much. And the dad is like, oh, is that Rodrigo that I've been wanting my daughter forever? Go away. Are you drunk? <laughs> and then Iago and Rodrigo is like, don't worry about what we are. Go look for your daughter as she is making the beast with two backs with a black man. What an expression. I wouldn't know what that meant if I and read they, that. And, and the dad is like, okay, I'm going to bed. And they're like, go look for your daughter first. Because if she ain't in her room, we telling the truth. And then he, he's like, fine, I'll go look. Oh, my sweet Demona is not in her room. It is true. She has been tricked with the witchcraft of the black. And she has been taken captive. It turns real 180, real quick. Right. So he is like, oh, my God, let's gather some posse together and we are going to find her. Rescue her. Where was her she last seen? From right. the dark clutches of the darkness. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. We're going to go find her. So he gathers him in and he kind of lear- He learns that Othello... He learned where Othello is first, right? So he's like, oh, he's having a meeting with some other senators, like the government of Venetia, excuse me, of Venice. So they got him running off to do some important military stuff. He was like, bet, I'm going there. He goes there, he sees Othello, and he's like, y'all, get him, because he has manipulated my daughter with witchery and whatnot, Arrest him, put him away. And they're like, oh my God, is that a true story? Yeah. Tell us more. And he's, like, and he's well, like, I don't really got nothing else, but I just know, it. <laughs> just know so this, it. This was a little advanced for its time, because as the viewer of the play, you are immediately on Othello's side and immediately Othello is the more. So you are against the white character in this case, the father and anyone who's against Othello and you're for Othello because you have no reason to be against Othello. And you clearly see that the racism is wrong. Very, mm-hmm. very, very advanced. And even the senator, like the board, they're like, mm, do you have any reason <laughs> to yeah. be coming to us with this foolishness or not? Nah? Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Um, Othello is like, listen, let me tell you how I was able to get her as a wife. I got a story for you. <laughs> In fact, go get Desimona here. She's over at the um, hotel. <laughs> and um, go get your daughter from the <laughs> hotel and ask her if she want to yeah, go with you her. to kill me. If she yeah. leaves with you, you can take my life because it ain't Absolutely. gonna happen. <laughs> we married so, now, mm. exactly. So he begins to tell this story of how you know when you used to like me, you used to have me over at your house all the time. He's saying this to her the father. Dad. Yeah. Like you sat me over your house all the time. You used to want to know about my life and I would share these stories with you. And your daughter was listening and she was like, "Oh, I love that man, but I'm scared. Oh, I love him, but I'm scared." <laughs> all right? And he's like, "Is that right?" And she's like, "Yeah, I won over by the stories." So Desdemona comes in and she's like, Yep, that's my man. I love him. I'm going to stick beside him. (laughs) I'm going to stick beside him. The dad is like, look at him. Is this your man? Yep, that's him. I'm going to stick beside him. But I liked her point. She was like, oh, father, I love you. And I'm completely devoted to you. However, just as my mother was devoted to her husband, I am devoted to mine. So I'm not going anywhere but back to the house. And, you know, sorry you know i'm grown exactly Ain't nothing illegal here and even the senator board is like oh my goodness othello most potent grave and reverend seniors my very noble and approved good masters that i have taen away this old man's daughter it is most true true i have married her the very head in front of my offending hath this extent, no more N- rude am i in my speech and little blessed with the soft phrase of peace for since these arms of mine had seven years pith till now some nine moons wasted they have used their dearest action in the tinted field and little of this great world can i speak more than pertains to feats of broil and battle and therefore little shall i grace my cause in speaking for myself yet by your gracious patience I will a round, unvarnished tale deliver of my whole course of love. What drugs, what charms, what conjuration, and what mighty magic. For such proceeding I am charged with all. I won his daughter. Brabantio. A maiden never bold of spirit so still and quiet that her motion blushed at herself and she in spite of nature, of years of country credit, everything to fall in love with what she'd feared to look on? It is judgment maimed and most imperfect that will confess perfection so could err against all rules of nature and must be driven to find out practices of cunning hell. Why this should be, I therefore vouch again that with some mixture's powerful or the blood or with some dram conjured to this effect he wrought upon her. Duke, to vouch this is no proof without more wider and more overt tests than these thin habits and poor likelihoods of modern seemings do prefer against him first senator but Othello speak, did you by indirect or forced courses subdue and poison this young maiden's affections or came it by request and such fair question as soul to soul affordeth Othello I do beseech you Send for the lady to the Sagittary, and let her speak of me before her father. If you do find me foul in her report, the trust, the office I do hold of you, not only take away, but let your sentence even fall upon my life. Duke, fetch Desdemona hither. Othello, ancient conduct then, you best know the place, and... Till she come, as truly as to heaven, I do confess the vices of my blood. So justly to your grave ears, I'll present how I did thrive in this fair lady's love and she in mine. Duke, say it Othello. Othello. Her father loved me, oft invited me, still questioned me the story of my life. From year to year, the battles, sieges, fortunes that I have passed, I ran it through, even from my boyish days to the very moment that he bade me tell it, wherein I spake of most disastrous chances, of most accidents by flood and field, of hair-breath-scapes I the imminent deadly breach, of being taken by the insolent foe and sold to slavery, of my redemption thence importance in my travel's history, wherein of antra's vast and desert's isle, rough quarries, rocks, and hills whose heads touch heaven, it was my hint to speak, such was the process. And of the cannibals that each other ate, the anthropophagy, and men whose heads do grow beneath their shoulders. This to hear would Desdemona seriously incline. But still, the house affairs would draw her thence. Whichever as she could with haste dispatch, she come again, and with a greedy ear devour up my discourse, which I observing took once a pliant hour. And found good means to draw from her a prayer of earnest heart that I would all my pilgrimage dilate. Whereof by parcel she had something heard, but not intensively. I did consent, and often did beguile her of her tears. When I did speak of some distressful stroke that my youth suffered, my story being done, she gave me for my pains a world of sighs. She swore in faith, 'twas strange, twas passing strange, twas pitiful, twas. Wondrous pitiful. She wished she had not heard it, yet she wished that heaven had made her such a man. She thanked me and bade me. If I had a friend that loved her, I should teach him how to tell my story, and that would woo her. Upon this hint I spake, she loved me for the dangers I had passed. And I loved her that she did pity them. This only is the witchcraft I have used Here comes the lady, let her witness it. Duke, I think this tale would win my daughter too. Good Bravantio, take up this mangled matter at the best. Men do their broken weapons rather use than their bare hands. Bravantio, I pray you hear her speak. If she confess that she was half the wooer, destruction on my head. If my bad blame light on the man. Come hither, gentle mistress. Do you perceive in all this noble company where most you owe obedience? Desdemona, my noble father, I do perceive here a divided duty. To you, I am bound for life and education. My life and education both do learn me how to respect you. You are the Lord of duty. I am hitherto your daughter. But here's my husband. And so much duty as my mother showed to you, preferring you before her father, so much I challenge that I may profess due to the more, my Lord. Okay, so Othello goes and he leaves Desdemona with Iago because he's. they had to finish that Senate meeting and they want him to go off to Cyprus and handle some military business, take care of everything. And Desdemona is like, um, I wanna go with my husband. Othello's like, I want my wife to come with me. And they like, well, she could stay with her father. He was like, No, she can't stay with me. <laughs> so they Iago is responsible for getting Desdemona to Cyprus, which is gonna be their new home. Cause he's gonna be the govern governor over there. Isn't Iago married? Yes. So um, he- to Othello, he's like, why don't the wives, you be over your wife and my wife? I mm-hmm. um, And just make sure my wife arrives safely, please. Mm-hmm. Completely okay. trusting Iago. Yeah, completely trusting him. In fact, throughout the story, he calls him honest Iago. Yeah. Okay. So that's situated. Now Rodrigo is back on the scene. He's like. Oh my God, I need to kill myself. Cause that's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe she actually married that man. And Yago is like, let's get revenge though. <laughs> Sell all your stuff. <laughs> all your stuff. Turn it into cash. Cause you know, Moors are moody. And he's gonna be tired of Desdemona. And then Desdemona gonna want a younger man. OK, because he's old. I can help you with that. Sell all your stuff and then we're going to get to that woman. Okay? Yeah, you'll be ready when the time comes to marry her. Mm-hmm. So go fill thy purse. <laughs> fill Sell thy all purse. your stuff. Go fill thy purse. And then when, how do you say his name? Roderigo. I'm not saying it right, but I'm going to say Rodrigo. We're going to say Rodrigo. I don't know how to say it either. When he walks away, Iago is like, I'm going to get all that money. What a fool. I don't need money when I got a fool like this going to give me all his money. Ha, ha, ha. Walks off stage. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Act two. (laughs) So while Othello went to go handle his military business. Desdemona arrives safely to Cyprus with the help of Iago and his Iago's wife, Emilia. Okay. So they're waiting on Othello because he hasn't arrived yet. And there's a storm and him and Cassio were separated in a storm. So they're worried, but they also socialize and whatnot. Cassio is socializing with Desdemona and Iago sees Cassio and Desdemona sees Cassio and Desdemona whispering being friendly <laughs> right and he's like you know what I got it I'm going to put my Othello the more against Cassio and I'm going to make him think that Desdemona to take them. Yeah. With exactly. your this guy that you hired to take the place of the yep. job that I should have got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two birds one stone. Yep, take him out. Mm-hmm. So, Iago cuz Rodrigo is now here too. Of course he sold his things and came over to Cyprus cuz that's his way that's his how he going to get Desdemona, right? Mhm. So he he talks to Iago and tells him like Listen, I just learned that Desdemona is in love with Cassio. He was like, who is Cassio?" I thought I was in line. <laughs> he's not having it. For real, toward the end, I forget Rodrigo, whatever his name is, exists. How do you Beca- forget that? <laughs> he's not an intricate part of the story. Sorry. Is okay. he? Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry. And he's helping push the story along. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So he exp- so <laughs> Iago explains to Rodrigo because uh, Rodrigo is like, I don't even believe this. This don't make sense. But at and- no point does he question I- Iago's motives or abilities to help him get Desdemona. Who, None. again, to remind you, is currently married. <laughs> Why are you trying to get a married woman? Oh, my goodness. It's a problem. Mm-mm. So Iago explains that the more it's ugly. So Desdemona gonna get tired of looking at him. Iago knows owned. nothing about women. No, <laughs> Desdemona needs somebody new and fresh, and that's why Cassio is a better man, and she gonna want him, not you. <laughs> she gonna want him. he's like, but I just sold all my stuff on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> not what I'm supposed to do. What am, am I supposed go? to do? Mm. He was like, just give me more money, <laughs> cause I got a plan. <laughs> We're gonna set it up so that mm-hmm. he can get mad at, so that Othello can get mad at Cassio and fire him. So, and then that'll give you a way in, <laughs> even though he thought he already had a way in. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> okay, again, yeah, I go sequ- soliloquies. <laughs> Iago soliloquies, okay? Talking to himself, and he says, Look, I think the Moore is really a good natured person. He's a reliable and loving man, and he's probably going to be a really good husband to Desdemona. But I don't like him. Yes. <laughs> Forget all that. We got to dead everybody because I didn't get that job I wanted. <laughs> mm hmm. And you know, there was a rumor that somebody said he bedded my wife. So I don't like him. Also that. And well, I, I don't even remember that. That he said that? <laughs> yes, girl. He said that. He well, came he up with all kinds of stories. Oh, he okay. didn't even say. He just said it was out there. Maybe he made it up for himself to feel he more resolved. He was making up stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. Othello comes back. And he decides he's safely back from his uh, journey from Venice to Cyprus. And he's like, Well, let's celebrate because we've defeated the Turks and I got married. Let's have a celebration. Othello tells Cassio to watch over the festivities. Like, don't let people get too wild, okay? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm going to go consummate my marriage. So, and I'm like, me. what? Y'all been married for a long time. It feel like. <laughs> it seems like. It. Because think about how long did they journey take? Yeah, but maybe like he was. I don't get it. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. And then he was called to some military line. So I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. How long did that take? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but. So, so 20 years later, he comes back <laughs> from beating the turks. <laughs> yeah. She's just, she like, she just saw him yesterday. Oh, mm-hmm. Othello, <laughs> Do you even know him? <laughs> okay. So the party begins, there's drinking and whatnot. And I, Iago is there and he's like, Cassio. <laughs> Come and have a drink. And Cassie was like, man, I don't drink. That's not good for me. When I drink, things don't go well. I had a little drink and it was well watered down. So I could just, you know, celebrate a little bit. Not big time. Plus, I'm on duty. I ain't trying to drink. I got things Mm -hmm. to do. He was like, no, man, come on. Drink with us. Do this thing. We have the other men. They want to celebrate. Come on. Mm -hmm. It was like, "Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) <laughs> what? Just he like He was that. so resolved. He was so resolved. He then turns around. Next thing we know, cassio is drunk. One maybe not did drunk. Did you think he drunk. got drugged? At this no, point, I feel like he got. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think he got drugged. What I think is he has a low tolerance for alcohol. Yeah, and and that's why his that, watered yeah, down. Yeah. And he knew that. So he. He didn't mm. want to drink a lot, so he has another drink, and that was all he needed to be too much. Yeah, Because then he gets this aggressive side comes out, and mm. he's like, want to fight everybody. And reading the book, <laughs> reading the play, I thought it was another character. <laughs> I said, well, where did Casio go? It says Cassio, but this isn't Casio. Yeah. I was really confused, y'all. Yeah. I'm glad Alexis is breaking this down, because... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so he's like toe he's toe up enough that he getting ready to be debating with people, arguing, you can't stand with me, all right? Because yeah. I'm better than you, that kind of thing. He now he in... wanna talk politics and religion at the dinner exactly. table. Exactly. He like, so Iago tells Rodrigo, listen, go over there and say some stuff about him and get him riled up so that he come <laughs> attack you. He's like me. I, me, I might get hurt. He's like, nah, go out <laughs> there. It'll be fine. <laughs> next thing you know, right? Excuse me. The next thing you know, Cassio <laughs> is chasing Rodrigo with a sword, and I'm still on Cassio's side because Rodrigo been annoying from the beginning. From the <laughs> beginning. Get him okay. out this play, yes. Anyway, so he and then he starts beating him with it. And then one of the guards. I heard it getting pistol whipped, not sword whipped. (laughs) That's what he got. So he steps up, one of the guards steps up, he's like, Don't do this. Settle down. Just you in a position. Save yourself. Don't be cutting up like this. Yeah. Hold your liquor better. (laughs) And then he says, No, if you keep pushing, you're gonna get some of this too. So he give him some. And he hurt him. The guard, the other guard, and so then Othello comes out, and he's like, "What's going on here?" I'm busy, (laughs) and he tells him, "You know what? Whoever cut up here, they out." And he finds out it's Cassio, so Cassio is out, and Iago is like, "Perfect, my plan Mm -hmm. is in place," and he like, "See, Rodrigo, I'm helping you for real." And that's what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Iago convinces Rodrigo to be patient. We're going to do this. What I'm going to do next is poison Othello's mind by telling him that Desdemona has got some interest in Cassio. Okay. Act three. So Cassio reaches out to Emilio. No, Cassio reaches out to Amelia. Amelia is Iago's wife and Desdemona's attendant. And he's like, if I talk to her or get her to bring me Desdemona, I can talk to her and plead my case because Desdemona has a great influence over Othello. He loves her so much. They love each other. Mm -hmm. There's the influences there. So... I'll be able to get back in Othello's good graces. She's like, okay, well, I'll go get him out? Give y'all some time together. So Desdemona and Cassio are talking. She's like, he's, no, Desdemona and Cassio are talking. Cassio Mm -hmm. is like, listen, I just, it was a mistake. And Desimo's like, I know you're a good man. I know mm-hmm. it's a mistake. You could. I get this because Othello right? loves Cassio. And they the men in this play talk about loving each other a lot, which is really heartwarming to me. Mm-hmm. And so um, Othello and Cassio love each other. And so Othello's wife is like, uh, Cassio, you know, my husband can be known to be a moralist, but. Let let this dust clear and you'll be back in his good graces. I'll see to it because y'all are good for each other. This friendship is good for my husband's life. I love you. We love you. It'll be fine. So I'm taking this upon myself to make sure y'all are friends again and you receive your position again. Right. This is something for me to do now. (laughs) And so this is really key in Iago's manipulation. Yeah. He sees that that relationship is there and he wants to damage it. Mm-hmm. So Desdemona goes to Othello. She is like, please, please have, have dinner with him. He really didn't mean no harm. He didn't hurt nobody. But Othello is like, but the person that he hurt is like really important. So mm-hmm. I, I can't do it right now, but I'll do it. But she keeps nagging him. And he's like, well, yes, ma'am. I, Yes, wife. I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> you know I love you, so just hold off. I'll do it. I'll do it. And she's like, "Perfect. I set it up. It's gonna work <laughs> out. They're gonna get back together because I love them together." Mm-hmm. Enter Iago, because he's always there. He starts working and planting seeds of doubt about Cassio, about Cassio's honesty and intentions. So Desdemona and Cassio are talking. Othello and Iago walk up. And he could see Cassio leave. And that's fine cuz he you know they friends. We learn somewhere during the play that it we learn somewhere during the play that Cassio used to send messages between Othello and Desdemona. And that kind of aids in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, Iago tells Othello to beware of jealousy for it is a green-eyed monster. And then he proceeds to give him all the reasons why Desdemona would cheat on him with Cassio. (laughs) And he tells him, just watch Cassio. And he concludes by telling Othello. He concludes by telling Othello, don't think too much about this. I mean, <laughs> I'll give you I all I these reasons to go crazy, but don't worry about it. Mm-mm. Don't so worry he's about it. taking all these innocent interactions and implying uh, ulterior motives and something that once was heartwarming starts to drive Othello mad. Why are they laughing together? Exactly. Why they looking at each other? Why they in the same atmosphere? Why they both on earth alive? <laughs> oh, beware, my lord of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. That cockhole lives in bliss, who, certain of his fate, loves not his wronger. But oh, what damned minutes tell he all, who thoughts yet doubts, suspects yet soundly love. Oh, misery. Poor and content is rich, and rich enough, but riches fineness is as poor as winter, to him that ever fears he shall be poor. Good heaven, the souls of all my tribe defend from jealousy. Why, why is this? Thinkest thou I make a life of jealousy, to follow still the changes of the moon with fresh suspicions? No, to be once in doubt is to be resolved exchange me for a goat when I shall turn the business of my soul to such exulfocate and blowed surmises matching thy inference tis not to make me jealous to say my wife is fair feeds well loves company is free of speech sings plays and dances where virtuous these are more virtuous Nor from mine own weak merits will I draw the smallest fear or doubt of her revolt, for she had eyes and chose me. No, Iago, I'll see before I doubt. When I doubt, prove. And on the proof, there is no more but this away at once with love or jealousy. I am glad of this, for now I shall have reason to show the love and duty that I bear you with franker spirit. Therefore, as i am bound receive it from me i speak not yet of proof look to your wife observe her well with cassio wear your eyes thus not jealous nor secure i would not have your free and noble nature out of self bounty be abused look to it i know our country disposition well In Venice, they do let God see the pranks. They dare not show their husbands. Their best conscience is not to leaveth undone, but keepeth unknown. Dost thou say so? She did deceive her father marrying you, and when she seemed to shake and fear your looks, she loved them most. And so she did. Well, why, go to then. She that so young could give out such a seeming to seal her father's eyes up close as oak. He thought t'was witchcraft, but I am much to blame. I humbly do beseech you of your pardon for too much loving you. I am bound to thee forever. I see this hath a little dashed your spirits. Not to jolt, not to jolt. Trust me, I fear it has. I hope you will consider what is spoke comes from my love but i do see you're moved i am to pray you not to strain my speech to grosser issues nor to larger reach than to suspicion i will not should you do so my lord my speech would fall into such vile success which my thoughts aimed not at cassio's my worthy friend my lord i see you're moved should you do so my lord my speech should fall into such vile success which my thoughts aimed not at. Cassio's my worthy friend. My lord, I see you're moved. No, not much moved. I do not think but Desdemona's honest. Long live she so, and long live you to think so. And yet how nature erring from itself. Aye, there's the point, as to be bold with you, not to affect many proposed matches of her own claim, Complexion and degree Whereto we see in all things nature tends, for one may smell and such a will must rank, foul disproportions, thoughts unnatural, but pardon me, I do not in position, distinctly speak of her, though I may fear her will, recoiling to her better judgment, may fall to match you with her country forms, and happily repent. Farewell, farewell, if more thou dost perceive, let me know more set on thy wife to observe. Leave me, Iago. My lord, I take my leave. Why did I marry? This honest creature doubtless sees and knows more, much more than he unfolds. My lord, I would, I might entreat your honor to scan this thing no further. Leave it to time, although tis fit that Cassio have his place. For sure, he fills it up with great ability. Yet, if you please to hold him off a while, you shall by that perceive him and his means. Note, if your lady strain his entertainment with any strong or vehement importunity, much will be seen in that. In the meantime, let me thought too busy in my fears, as worthy cause I have to fear I am, and hold her free, I do beseech your honor. Fear not my government. I once more take my leave. This fellow's of exceeding honesty, and knows all quantities with the learned spirit of human dealings. If I do prove her haggard, though that her dresses were my dear heartstrings, I'd whistle her off and let her down the wind, to pray at fortune. Happily, for I am black, and have not those soft parts of conversation that chamberers have or, for I am declined into the veil of years, yet that's not much. She's gone, I am abused, and my relief must be to loathe her. Oh, curse of marriage, that we can call these delicate creatures ours and not their appetites. I had rather be a toad and live upon the vapor of a dungeon than keep a corner in the thing I love, for others' uses. Yet, tis the plague to great ones, prerogative does they less than the base. Tis destiny unshunnable like death? Even then, this forked plague is fated to us when we do quicken. Look where she comes. If she be false, heaven mocked itself. I'll not believe it. Listen, Desdemona and Amelia, they soon walk in and they notice, now this is after Iago has talked to Othello. So they walk in, they see Othello. He look a little distressed. And Desdemona's like, oh, babe, you got a headache. Oh, you don't look good. And so she gave him this handkerchief. And it's like, you know, this handkerchief will help you feel better. Mm -hmm. I never known a handkerchief to make somebody feel better. But that's what (laughs) she said. So just saying. He said, no, it's too small. And it falls to the Unhand ground. Grammy me it, <laughs> <laughs> and they walk away. All of them, okay. So it fell to the floor. Sorry, I was talking, but that's crucial. Yeah. So he's it like, to ah, and it falls to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Emilia stays, and she sees the handkerchief on the ground, and she's like, "Ooh, that's the first keepsake Othello gave to her." My husband been begging for that. I should go get that. Yeah, my husband's been driving me crazy wanting his handkerchief for reasons he won't tell me. But he'll be so proud of me that I got it. Mm Mm-hmm. So she go pick it up, and then Yago walks in and he's like, "Look, I got it." He was like, "Good, give it to me." Mm Now gone. Just (laughs) thank himself. I don't think he like his (laughs) wife either. Yeah, it's weird. It is very Iago weird. Iago don't like nobody. He just no. wants to use people. Yeah. He does, yeah. So Iago tells us that he's going to put the handkerchief in Cassio's house and let him find it. Listen, there's an excerpt from the book I like. And to by read. him, she she means Othello. See, Alexis ain't being clear. She's trying to be as confusing as the play. Oh so, I don't want uh, to be. <laughs> so he's gonna put the Iago is going to put the handkerchief in Cassio's house and let Othello find it as evidence that his wife was there in a not so appropriate setting.
1: Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. So he says, I'll leave this handkerchief at Cassio's house and let him find it. To a jealous man, a meaningless little thing like this looks like absolute proof. This handkerchief may be useful to me. The Moor's mind has already become infected with my poisonous suggestions. Ideas can be like poisons. At first, they hardly even taste bad. But once they get into your blood, they start burning like hot lava. That's true. And I boy, like that. Oh boy, do they. Mm-hmm. And as we see, Othello's mind starts to plague him with these seeds of jealousy. He then confronts Iago and tells him, listen, man, you done slandered my wife saying that she out here trying to get with my friend, my second in command. (laughs) Now, you need to show me some ocular proof. Otherwise, you're going to wish you was dead. Mm. And somebody going to die for sure. So Iago then tells him Othello listen Cassio told me that they shared a bed together I'm just saying That's not what he said it's oh, much wait, wait. weirder than that Let me <laughs> say it. let me do it again <laughs> Okay Iago then tells him listen I was in bed with Cassio one evening and he I talked to me sleep <laughs> and he couldn't sleep yeah. And all he was saying was sweet sayings about sweet Desdemona and how mm-hmm. they had to be careful and hide their love. And then Yago tells her, oh, but it was probably just a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all watch the face Alexis is making. <laughs> okay, That is what he said. That's what he said. He didn't tell them, listen. <laughs> i seen Cassio even wipe his beard with well, what I think is Desdemona's handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Othello said, listen, all my love for my woman is gone. <laughs> I can't stand it no more. This, uh, Othello, this is not ocular proof. This is hearsay. <laughs> so um, Iago has planted the handkerchief in Cassio's home. Didn't even need to. Just needed to come up with an elaborate story for Othello to believe.
1: And at this mm-hmm. point, I
0: actually thought Iago was poisoning Othello. I missed that. It was just a metaphor for the lies he was feeding him because he's starting to act like drugged, like really. Yeah, weird. yeah, he did. But okay. I, Othello swears revenge and Iago vows to do whatever Othello says. And Othello tells him Cassio needs to be dead within like three days. OK. Yeah, I goes like, that's a done deal, whatever you say, but keep Desdemona alive. That's his, um, you know, job. You know, he working for Rodrigo. He getting paid. He trying to come through on that. Althello was like, heck you know, she got to go. I just need to figure out how. Listen, Desdemona tells Amelia that she hasn't seen her handkerchief and she needs to find it because her man, although he not jealous, he might become jealous if he knew that was missing, because it's pretty important. hmm Amelia, who we know picked it up and gave it to her husband, said, I ain't seen it. Your man not jealous? Hmm. Okay. Listen, he's not jealous, as Mona says, but he could get jealous if he knew this thing was missing. Othello enters and asks Desdemona about the handkerchief. And of course, she said, I don't have it. And he's like, look, that was passed down for me. It's pretty important. It don't seem like you should be tossing aside something so important. It's our first mm-hmm. keepsake together. In fact, my mama gave it to me. and She said, this handkerchief going to tell you the truth about people. <laughs> and now you done lost it and I know about you. Mm-hmm. And, you and you like, I, this is when I was like, oh, he's definitely drugged. Yeah. And then Desdemona is like, oh, I ain't seen this side of him before. <laughs> but she then says, oh, that's probably state business. And then. Yeah, it's driving him crazy. Yeah. Work has got him wrapped up. So mm-hmm. he angry. Mm-hmm. Cassio then enters and Desdemona tells him, listen, I had good news for you, but you're going to have to hold on that. My husband is not in a good mood right now and you need to be patient. Desdemona and Amelia leave. And then Cassio, um, it's not his girlfriend, right? It's a prostitute. Oh, you know, I'm not sure. I but think it is his, his girlfriend because yeah, he regularly. His girlfriend is a prostitute. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> girlfriend is a prostitute. I think, yeah. I think this is a woman he keeps company with when he's not touring on his military duties, with his military duties. Right. So I don't think he's someone he would ever marry. But yeah, he keeps company exactly. with her Exactly. He keeps company with her. OK, so Cassio's got the handkerchief and he is like, I know this is a really beautiful handkerchief and I know somebody going to come looking for it. So girlfriend, why don't you go and make a copy of this? She's like, but you giving me somebody else stuff? Don't mm-hmm. do that. You love me, right? He's like, yeah, sure, sure. Go make a copy of that. Because I know whoever owns it is going to come back for her.
1: Mm-hmm. So she
0: goes away. Act four. Mm. Iago is now telling Othello that he heard Cassio bragging about being with Desdemona. <laughs> Othello is sick. Sick with jealousy. He's so sick that he just like kind of pass out or go into a trance. And then Cassio walks up and Iago tells him, hey, is he all right? He's like, yeah, no, he he's not feeling well. He's having an epileptic fit. Mm -hmm. And so Cassio's like, well, just, you know, hold his nose or his temples or something. And. Iago is like, no, no, go away. I'll, I'll fix it. Come back later. I want to talk to you anyway. When Othello snaps out of it, Iago tells him to take his wife cheating on him like a man. Because this <laughs> what you just did. You done cut up and act a fool. It's embarrassing, really. And you need to act like a man. Mm. Iago then tells him, Cassio was there while you was having your little fit. I told him to come back later. Iago then tells Othello to hide cuz when he come back I'm gonna get you the proof that you need that he messing with your wife. Mhm. And Othello, you can see his face if you hide cuz he gonna I'm gonna make him tell the whole story. That mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> so Othello goes and hides. And Iago's alone again so he's to look He's soliloquy. Soliloquian. <laughs> this, is his this time, time. we mm-hmm. learn that he's going to ask Cassio about his girlfriend because he knows that when he talks about her, he always laughing. He think it's like the funniest thing. <laughs> and Othello will go crazy because he'll think he's talking about Desdemona. And then after the conversation. You'll see. OK, so Cassio's. Girlfriend walks up. Okay, so that happens. And then after that conversation, Cassio's girlfriend walks back up and she gives him back the handkerchief. Gives him back the handkerchief and she says she was a fool to take it. Why did I get involved in this? This is somebody else's. Take this thing back. And then she leaves. Othello comes out of hiding and wonders how he's going to kill Cassio because now... He knows that Cassio has given Excuse me, Desdemona who gave Cassio apparently the handkerchief. Cassio actually gave it to his girlfriend who is a prostitute. And he don't like that. It's a lot mm-hmm. going on here, y'all. So he's like he's got to die. But then at the same time, he thinks about how admirable his wife is. And like, how could this be true? But she do got to die tonight. And, I, and Iago tells him, why don't you strangle her? And then I'll kill Cassio. He's like, bet. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> That's how that happened. And he's like, thank you, Iago. What would I do without friends like you? Yeah, and Iago's like, you got a friend in me. Exactly. You'd be much better off <laughs> because that yeah. man, mm-mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so in comes a messenger from Venice. And this messenger from Venice is actually Desdemona's cousin. He gives Othello a letter with news that Cassio is now to be governor in Cyprus in his place. And as Othello reads the letter, he actually overhears a conversation between the messenger and Desdemona. Very innocent conversation. Um, and he's also responding to that conversation. And Desdemona, paying attention to her husband, is like, are you OK over there? What? Mm-hmm. And the cousin is like, no, no, it's just a letter. The letters got him caught up. So then Desdemona walks over to Othello and he strikes her. And everyone's like, again, ahead of its time. Whoa, you be hitting women? Yeah. No one is cool with it. No one <laughs> is cool with it. And mm-hmm. Othello leaves. And the messenger wonders if, that, if Othello is sane because this is a weird way to behave. I yeah, mean, who hits women? He crazy, crazy. Yeah. And and we've thought highly of him, but we didn't know he was doing this. Right. Do he act like this all the time? Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, Othello then questions Amelia about Desdemona's behavior. And Amelia is like, listen, my mistress is a wonderful lady. She's loyal. She's faithful to you. She doesn't hide anything. She's not distrustful. She's not dishonest. She's a wonderful person. Now she here, is not a strumpet. <laughs> so <laughs> here he has gotten some side information from somebody closest to his wife. Wait, wait, this is great because logically he's like, oh, well, as she walks away, he's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. This is the woman closest to my wife. She would know, but she would lie. It's like so quick. Like, wait, you was going in the right path. What happened? Well, remember, though, her father told him she lied to me. Yeah. She would lie to you. He brings that back up in his heart. Like, yeah. she is a liar. And only Iago is telling me the truth. Only Iago. How? <sighs> anyway, Amelia then says... If anybody put a seed of doubt on your head, may God punish him, cause that's crazy. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. my mistress would never do such a thing. Mm-hmm. He then tells her, "Go get Desdemona." Okay, she really tricky though. <laughs> Desdemona mm-hmm. is really tricky. When Desdemona <laughs> arrives, he sends Amelia away. Desdemona asks Othello. What is it that she's done to garner his um dissatisfaction, make him unhappy? I'm really faithful to you. Please don't accuse me of wrongness because I'm loyal to you and I and I love you so much. Mhm, mhm. Othello leaves and Amelia comes in and Desdemona tells her to go get your husband. Go get oh, I, I go get <laughs> Iago. Okay? Yeah. And when Iago arrives, Emilio t- Amelia tells him that Othello has called her a whore so many times, <gasps> it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And Desdemona is like, I'm not a whore. The word is, makes me sick. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And Iago says, How did he get such an idea? Mm-hmm. And Emilia. Iago's wife is like, I bet it's some evil busybody meddling lion jerk that's made it up for a position, <laughs> for show. Sure. She's like, I'm like, does she know? <laughs> okay, yeah, you're and right. She called it, she called it. And, mm-hmm. Iago, and Iago says, nobody's that bad. <laughs> that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Then he tells Desdemona that he promises that he's just upset about work and everything will be all right. And then Desdemona and Amelia leave. Guess is back, Rodrigo. <laughs> and <laughs> and this tells- is where I was <laughs> like, oh, you are in this story. <laughs> yes. But why? And he tells Iago that he believes he's taking advantage of him. Okay? He's tired of it. I done gave you all of my money. <laughs> <laughs> I even gave you jewels. <laughs> as payment to help me get Desdemona and I don't have Desdemona. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, that's not true. Come on. <laughs> give me a chance. He's like, Rodrigo then said, listen, I'm going to go and openly profess my love to her. And if she give me back the jewels, then I'm going to go about my business and leave it all alone. And <laughs> Iago's like, what? Don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> That's silly. I yeah. got a better idea. Meanwhile, Iago's covering in uh, Rolex watches and fur coats. He like, oh, don't do that. She ain't going to give it back. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> he like, I got a better idea. Let's kill Casio. <laughs> and Rodrigo's like, okay. <laughs> he got more dumb. details. But okay, I, I, I guess I could do it. Act five, Iago puts Rodrigo in position to take Cassio out, like to murder him. Mm -hmm. And Iago hides to ensure that the deed is done. Rodrigo doesn't want to kill Cassio. He feels (laughs) like Iago has given him plenty of reason, though, to follow through with the deed. But he don't want to do it. He's not a murderer. Mm -mm. He's a lover. And a fool. And a fool. <laughs> so, yeah, goes to L'Quiz again, and he says, "Look, talk <laughs> it doesn't to matter for hours." You <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Yago, stop talking to us. Go do something." <laughs> he said, "It doesn't matter if Yago kills Cassio or Cassio kills Yago. They both need to be dead because, like, mm. I'm gonna look bad if Cassio is still leaving." And it's if Rodrigo is still living, so they both need to go. So so sh- what she's saying is Iago said that either Casio or Rodrigo needs to die. I think you flipped it a little. No. Yeah. yeah. Iago says Casio or Rodrigo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Casio's up for everyone dying, but I'm sorry. Iago's up for everyone dying by him. <laughs> He's like, yes, everyone man. just needs to get dead. Mm hmm. So I mean, unlived, unlived. Mm -hmm. When Cassio enters, Rodrigo stabs him, but Cassio has armor on. (laughs) (laughs) He grab a butter knife and like gets his pinky real good. (laughs) Cassio then stabs Rodrigo, who has no armor on. Cassio's a whole military man. Like oh you want to get to, to shanking folks that's what I do for a living so then this ain't fair. Iago comes up behind Cassio and stabs him in the leg and runs. Why the leg, Alexis? I I don't know. At this point, I'm tired. I'm yes. tired. And Cassio <laughs> screams bloody murder. Now he doesn't just murder somebody, but he has been stabbed in a leg. And he is screaming bodily murder. That is his whole like, career, I guess, gone now. Mm-hmm. Maybe so that's why. Mm-hmm. Othello hears Cassio's screams and figures Iago has done what he promised to do. And mm-hmm. now he must close the eyes of his fair love. Cassio's still screaming for help. And so it's dark outside, right? This all happened in a darker night. Yeah, Cassio's still screaming for help. Um, The messenger and some others kind of hear these screams, but it's too dark to go help. It's like, it's dark. (laughs) We ain't going there. Somebody might jump us. So they don't go. (laughs) But Iago, he knows what's going on. So he go in there. Because he done did it. Because he done did it. (laughs) He hears Cassio screaming and saying that the villain who stabbed me is still here. Iago hears Rodrigo yelling for assistance and he goes and stabs him. Yeah. So Cassio actually didn't kill Rodrigo. Right. <laughs> Iago tells the messengers, come and help me in the dark and render aid to Cassio. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Cassio's girlfriend comes over and she's like, oh, Lord, my, my man is dying. Help Another him. useless character. Yeah. <laughs> Iago <laughs> calls her a horror, of course. And mm-hmm. said, You probably set him up. Yeah. She's like, I had Did you to do, do with it? This. Did you stab him? Have you been here the whole time stabbing people? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then Cassia is like, I don't know who did this to me. And then I guess they go over and see that it's Rodrigo. And Yago's like, Oh, look, it's my friend Rodrigo from Venice. I can't believe he stabbed my other friend. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and they carry yeah. them away. Mm-hmm. But Iago tells the messenger that Cassio's girlfriend probably has something to do with it. Emilia enters the scene and Iago tells her that Cassio was killed and that she needs to go tell Othello and Desdemona what happened. Okay, so she the next scene. So the next scene, we find Desdemona asleep in bed. And Othello standing over her, explaining to her that he loves her, but she has got to die because she has hurt me. And I don't want you to hurt nobody else. (laughs) Okay. So she wakes up (laughs) and he tells her, say your prayers, ma'am, because you're about to die. She's like, yeah, eventually, but not today, right? (laughs) He's like, no, now. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's really dark. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I know you cheated on me with Cassio. You gave him your handkerchief. And she's like, no, he probably found it. Othello um, tells her that I know you two were intimate too. She's like, no, why would you say such a thing? Mm-hmm. I love you and I love him like I love humanity. Yeah. He's been betrayed and I've been ruined. And she tells him, don't kill me. Just send me away. He's like, nope, you got to die. Othello chokes Desdemona. And as he's choking her, Melia comes. She's like, let me in, let me in. Door. I got a story yeah. to tell you. And Othello gets up and uh, Desdemona's like, uh And he's like, oh, it ain't done. And so he goes to choke her some more. And he's like, yeah, she probably dead now. And then he opens the door. And then he opens the door. And Desdemona sits up and goes, he Kill me! It was me. I did it to myself. Eh. And then she's unlived. In her final breath, she is trying to save Othello. Yeah. So Emilia comes in and she sees, eventually sees that Desdemona is dead, and she was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. my mistress is dead. Mm-hmm. You dirty mm-hmm. rotten scoundrel. Mm-hmm. I know it's your fault." And I'm gonna tell everybody. Mm-hmm. So she goes and gets everybody, and everybody comes into the bedroom. Okay, is dead. Othello is broken, guilty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, Emilia's like the Moor killed her, and I'm ready to die. And the messenger mm-hmm. and the Iago come in. They're they're in this room too, and they said because. I think Othello has already mentioned the handkerchief. Mm -hmm. And so Amelia then reveals that I took that handkerchief and I gave it to my husband. And then the pieces finally start coming together. mm -hmm. Oh, this is all Iago's fault. Yeah. That's what had happened. Othello runs after Iago. Iago kills his wife and runs away. Everybody is Which horrified by the Which why she gotta event. have a stray? Yeah, <laughs> because her husband was like, "Shut up, lady! You lying! You lying! Shut up! Shut up!" So, so to prove shut you lying, up. I'm gonna kill you in front of everybody. That was weird. That's that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they all mm-hmm. upset. That's when I remember. Oh, this is a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, it's a tragedy. It's a tragic okay. story. So anyway. They all bring Iago back. They bring Cassio back. They bring proof documented evidence that Iago has been hustling people and manipulating people. And Othello sees his chance. he stabs him, and then he stabs himself. and that is the end. Just a footnote. He stabs Iago, and Iago goes, "I am pierced through, but I did." <laughs> And then he don't die. And then Othello stabs himself and is definitely dead. So yeah. The end. Let's take a quick break. Wah wah. <laughs> and we're back. So Kari. Yeah, girl. What's your final verdict? And would you recommend this story? Uh, jokes aside, I found this story to be very riveting, well-written. Um, there may be one character too many for my taste, but that is just because I found the language difficult. I ingested this work in its original form. And although thou, thee, do not bother me, <laughs> some of the other forms of English were completely confusing to me but the context sometimes explained it where the context did not explain it I just let it ride and skipped it like oh I don't know what that mean that's fine um however I'm realizing I did not know why Iago was jealous of Othello I thought that was just something uh that we were to surmise on our own um and then uh In the end, I forgot Rodrigo existed till he came (laughs) back just to die. Um, But I really like the themes of um, isolation because when... Othello is back in Venice, I think, with um, the people that know and respect him. He can be more of his self-confident in himself. He has this woman he loves. He marries her. He stands up for their love. But when he's isolated, he is really driven to madness. Um, And it's just a testament to how poisoning isolation can be. And he's more vulnerable to Iago.
1: Yeah. Because
0: of his isolation. And he also set he that up really nicely for him to be isolated. Yes. Yes. And then Othello starts believing all of the lies about him, about his people, about how black he is both inside and out. And how that blackness means that he is immoral in nature. And that type of um, he might not believe it, but it adds to his insecurity. And he's like, well, why would she be with a person black like me? Um, because uh, obviously there's something immoral about her. And now that you mention it, she's in love with Cassio, probably. Um, so there are some themes there about uh, not just racism, but uh, how inequality can poison the mind of both those victim to it and those perpetuating it. Very good, I thought, and advanced for the time. Um, I also didn't find the language to be overly, you know how sometimes we read an Agatha Christie book and we like, "Mm, Agatha, that's just racist. I didn't find a lot of that in this. Um, When it is, when something is um, racially motivated or stereotypical, it is supposed to be. It isn't that the writer is just ignorant himself and his biases are projected into his characters. It's supposed, you're supposed to read it the way you read it, even today. And for this work to last so long, kudos. Wow. That's, I mean, it's really genius. Um, Anthony Hopkins played Othello in Blackface and I'll leave that there. So would I recommend this book? Yeah, I would. Um play, I should say. Would I recommend someone read it? Yeah, it's filthy though. There's a lot of induendo innu, in the induendo as your sister would say over here. Um <laughs> and yeah, a lot of turns of phrases. So that being said, though, I did find it was really well written, a very complete story. And maybe I would recommend it. Sure. I would definitely read it again, Um, especially since Alexis has explained it to me and I understand it more. Alexis, what about you? Would you (laughs) recommend this work? And would you read Othello again? Would you see the play by chance? You know, today I think they would do too much to the play. Sure. Yeah, I can Um, see that. I actually... Ended up watching a play. Um, was it the one with Anthony Hopkins no, with the no. slight tan? This uh, okay. was a probably a local theater company, oh. and it was from 2013. And I watched that, and and they took a little liberty with it in mm-hmm. a couple ways, but overall, I think it was close to the book, to the play very close mm-hmm. to the play. I mean, like they may have left off some stuff, which was fine. Um, but it was, it's an interesting story. And what I found is that I've seen plays, adaptations of plays where they have an actual Black character in the role of Iago. And mm-hmm. I don't think that makes sense mm-hmm. because the story is truly about the feelings they have for or furthermore, as a black person, yeah, yeah, so i I don't think that works because then you have to defend him saying big lips, well, oh yeah, good point, yeah, there are some um. Uh, Yeah, some terms that are supposed to be negative against Mm -hmm. Africans said by white characters on purpose. Like Mm -hmm. that is part of the design of the play. This type of hatred, innate hatred for people of African Muslim descent. And he's like a Christian more too, but still. Right. They're still like, yeah. But mm -hmm. it's still, the story is so intriguing. There's so many things to it, so many questions Mm -hmm. about it. It's like, Why is he behaving this way? And I think he just make up stuff along the way about why he hates him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just outrageous because, which I think is a great, um, like, uh, commentary on racism. Mm -hmm. You have to make stuff up to really hold it in your heart. Otherwise it just will not drive you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there's so much stuff made up in here. Mm -hmm. Um, but the story is very, It's a very good story. It's an interesting story. Stuff you can have lots of conversations about. Um, Book club conversations could dive deep into this um, book. Mm -hmm. And for that, I would recommend it. Um, But I don't have to see it on stage. I can Mm just, I'm fine with just the words that I read in a book. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that. What are we reading next week, Alexis? Go get, no, get good with money. 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole by Tiffany Alici. Yeah, another financial book, a Kari pick. Obviously, I got some issues I'm trying to work out. All right, then. Well, thank you, Alexis. And thank you all for listening to Lit Society. We'll see you next Thursday. Lit Society is brought to you by Alexis Anaria and That's Kari me. Herrera. Support the cause by leaving a five-star review for our show on Five Apple Podcasts, along with a comment about why you absolutely love us. We love, we you, love too. you, too. You can also leave a five star review for us on Spotify, along with a comment about what you thought of this episode. That's right, Spotify listeners. If you listen to us on that platform, you can now comment in the app about the show. Please do. We love it. If you've enjoyed what you've just heard, tell a friend about Lit Society. Visit litsocietypod.com for show notes, this month's book list, and to sign up for our amazing email newsletter, which will begin again soon. And until next time, you guys, read read something. something.